listening to the All in IT Radio. Join us as we talk about everything related to information technology and some other random stuff as well. Help us try to find how IT relates to each and every one of us and what's really behind the story headlines. We are Swedes and we talk tech. It's good being out of that elevator. It's it was really cramped and we couldn't see a thing. Okay, guys. So this is it. This is the All in IT Radio Orbital Habitat, our own space station. Is this it? It's, this is it's it. It's big. It is big. I was kind of expecting more, balanced. <laughs> you did. <laughs> But come over here, Henrik. Look at the view. Look at the globe. You can see all of Earth from here. Oh. Yes, I can. Yeah. Do you see your house? <laughs> I'm looking for it. I think I can see it over there. <laughs> Do you have that big... No, it was your house. <laughs> wrong. Sorry. No. <laughs> you have a larger house, Kenneth. Yeah, of course. But look at that. Isn't the Earth magnificent from this altitude? Uh, yeah, it's a blue ball. <laughs> <laughs> Looks all right. Well, you sound impressed. <laughs> Alright, so, so it's the first time you're in space, yeah. you can see the whole of the Earth lying there in front of you and say, Yeah, it's a blue ball. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Robbie, why wasn't you the first man on the moon? <laughs> yeah, what uh, would your first words have been? Well, it's a giant blue ball. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm standing on a grey one. <laughs> yeah. Can we go yeah. home now? Can we go <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> yeah, Armstrong did a better job with that one. Oh, but look over there. That's John Eric. Hi, John Eric. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Hi. Hello. So, you've been here for a while. You've been looking after the space station for us, right? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I know, it's not a very nice job, but someone has to do it, right? Yeah. Watch out for the banana peels, though. <laughs> They are everywhere. Calcium is good for you. <laughs> All right, yeah, and I guess you need a lot of that up in space. Yeah. So perhaps you should say a few words about yourself for the listeners, so they get to know you a bit better. Yeah, I'm an I'm just an ordinary geek who likes uh, computing, gaming, and uh, music also. Uh, by that I mean uh, hi-fi and that stuff. All right, cool. So there are a lot of uh, cool gadgets at your place. Yeah. I mean, besides that you're actually living on a space station in space. But besides that. Space station? <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, oh. You mean this place? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. We just opened the the hatch doors for... Oh, not the hatch doors. That's that's not very good. But. <laughs> <laughs> Robin, did you want to take a walk yeah. outside? You know you had to wear a space that suit. That can be interesting. That. It can. EVA yeah. without a spacesuit, it's not recommended. It's not, no. Huh. All right. Yeah. But I can look from the windows at something. Yeah, that is quite all right. So, I'm psyched. What are we going to talk about today? Yay! Yeah, what are we going to talk about today? John Eric, do you have an idea what we could talk about perhaps? Uh, we could talk about the 
bad view. It's all a blue dot, <laughs> ball, whatever. <laughs> yeah, that would be one thing. Yeah. But maybe... Oh, I got this new thing. Um, uh, Samsung Galaxy Gear. Maybe Ooh. we can talk about that. Nice. That can be interesting. Let's talk about your watch. That sounds great. And perhaps then we can talk about generally wearable computing and how that affects both us and people around us. And our spacewalks. Right. You, you gotta have some kind of wearable computing when you do a spacewalk. Absolutely. Yes. You know what? This sounds like an exciting show. Let's get on with it. Let's go and have a picnic outside the space station. <laughs> You'll be alone on that one. No, I will come with you. <laughs> Let's go! <laughs> Let's go. My cool thing is the Text Secure app in the Google Play Store. It's, it's an app that secures your text messages and um, MMS uh, over the air and on your phone. Uh, it, it's almost identical to a normal text messaging application of a sort. Uh, and it's quite easy to use, but it's just a thing with encryption that I like because I am sometimes a security freak in many people's eyes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so it's an ordinary app you install on your phone. Yeah, it is. Uh, for it to work, you need to have the app in both ends, what I've heard. That's the problem. So what happens if you try to message someone who doesn't have the app? You still message them, but it's not encrypted Okay. in the same way as it can be if both uh, people have the same uh, app. And this is an app that makes even the NSA <laughs> uh, have problems to read your text messages. Who is responsible for this? Who has developed it? It's not, not a known organization behind it or something like that? I don't think so. It's, it's, they are called Open Whisper Systems. And I got a hold of it because of a, a podcast that you, Kenneth, recommended to me that you thought that I would like. And uh, I, I really enjoyed it. What's the name, Kenneth? I don't remember. You don't? <clears throat> Walking Back the Cat, I think it's called. Right, that's the one. Yeah, and... Um, I don't really remember the meaning of it, but that's not the issue here right now. <laughs> no, but it was a lot about security. Oh, and, yes. And, and I like it. Mm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and your Blink time blank. is out. Yeah, my time is out. <laughs> <laughs> Over to the next defendant. W wonderful. All right, then it's my turn, I guess. My cool thing is my own interview. Yay! <laughs> so the Game Sanctum 2 might be coming to Linux. That is my cool thing. And if you haven't played the Sanctum 2 or the Sanctum 1 games, they are sort of a mix between first-person shooter and tower defense. And I had the opportunity to interview one of the developers at the end of the last year. And he sort of... When I mentioned I run Linux and therefore I can't play the games... 
he said that we're actually working on Linux support. And he paused, and then he said, I don't know if I'm supposed to say that. <laughs> <laughs> so you, he you heard it here first. <laughs> well, not actually, because no. oh, okay. I published that interview on Hacker Public Radio oh. just a few days so ago. This is the second time you will hear it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the second time. Uh, but I do recommend everyone to go and listen to that interview. I'm, I'm very proud of it. It's, it's, it's a great interview, if I can say so myself. Mm -hmm. So why this game? Why not any other game? Do you, do you think it's special in any way? Or no, why? not at all. No. It just happens to... Be a game that are converted to Linux. <laughs> Well, the thing was, I when Henrik and I was at Retrospelsmässan, we got a, cop, a free copy of the first Sanctum game, so I knew what it was. And then I just stumbled upon his name on the speaking list at DreamHack last year, one of the developers. So it's just coincident I got an interview with him. But still, it's quite cool to be able to report something for the first time. It yeah. hasn't been known outside of the studio yet. And it's not a certainty that they will convert it to Linux. It's just they are working on it and they hope that they will be able to do it. Hmm? So that's my cool thing. Sounds good. All right, Henrik. Good day. How about you? What's your cool thing? My cool thing this time is a web service from the people who made the Tomahawk audio player. If you go to the website toma.hk... You have the web service I want to talk about. And what it basically is, is a music service to find the music you want to listen to, or if you want to share music with your friends. Say you have a link on Spotify to a track that you want to share with your friends, but your friend doesn't have a Spotify account. Mm. Or you find uh, a link on, on somewhere else, iTunes perhaps, uh, a song that you have downloaded and bought. And you want to share this with your friend, but you can't, can't share the file. You want to share the track, and you can't find it on some other place. What Toma.hk, this service, does is that you just type in the name of the artist and the track, or you can paste in links from YouTube or uh, Spotify or similar, and it will try to, to scan through different uh, other music sites like SoundCloud. It will check YouTube. It will check Spotify. It will check Radio. It will check Deezer. I think it will check... Groovechark and other streaming sites like that and check if it can find that particular track on these services. All right. So what it gives you is a short link, toma.hk forward slash six random letters. And you can share this link with your friend and he can choose from which of these sources he wants to listen to the track. If it's available on SoundCloud, he maybe want to listen on it, to it on SoundCloud because he can't listen to it on Spotify. Do you need to have an account at these places? I suppose so, because if you share, share a link, for example, to Spotify, you need to have an account there to be able to listen, right? Uh, yes, you, you need an account for Spotify. Yeah. But this web service from Tom, uh, Tomahawk doesn't need an account at all. So you can listen to it anyway? Well, I'm not sure how Spotify works, if that's what you're asking. They have a mm -hmm. web player nowadays, Spotify, but I think you still need an account to listen to a track on Spotify. Yeah. And, and it's only yes. Facebook accounts nowadays, right? On Spotify. Yeah, okay. Well, <laughs> they removed that, I think. Have them removed that? If I'm not comfortable. Yeah, it might, might be that. All right. Let's say I search for Michael Jackson. Why would you ever? Thriller. 
He's good. That's why. <laughs> He's dead. He, he was, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was dead. So yeah. Jackson. <laughs> 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 All right. Too much cola for you, Kenneth. Yeah, a bit, perhaps. Well, I see you you don't need to have a Facebook account anymore. I think they backed off a little bit. You can okay. sign up with your email address nowadays. All right. Good thing. Yes. So let's just check this quickly. Here I share with you a link, and you see it's a link to uh, Thriller, the instrumental version by Michael Jackson. And Toma.hk found this track on SoundCloud, YouTube, and Spotify. So that's the three sources you have available to listen to it. If you uh, look at the bottom left, you see a lot of other icons, some of them are which are grayed out. So that's basically all the services that Toma.hk scan mm-hmm. to check if it can find the track that you want to listen to. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Cool. So this is a nice way if you want to share a track and you're not sure whether the, the, uh, the person you send this track to have that service or not available. Wow, that's great. Interesting. Yeah, that's a cool thing. Absolutely. Thank you very much for that, Henrik. Uh, that was awesome. All right, Jean-Erik. Yes. What's your cool thing? My cool thing is uh, the new record console, Retcon 5. All right. That you can play uh, all the old school games like Nintendo, Sega, Famicom, uh, and Genesis. Is it very much like a retro or... Yeah, it's... Um, but it's a complete console, right? Ah. Yeah, it's a complete console. You can you can play any regions out there. Yeah, okay. Uh, European, American, Japanese games. Mm-hmm. And it's also available with the Game Boy and Game Boy Color and Game Boy Advance. Interesting. It should be out uh, last year, December, but it I don't know how long they delayed it. There's no new news about it. Who is developing this thing? Uh, Hyperkin. Hyperkin. Is that a German company? No. Oh, right. <laughs> Almost sounded like it. <laughs> it's California. So do you have to get uh, different controllers for this? Like a Super Nintendo controller, Sega controller, or is it uh, some... Do they have their own design for the controller? They have their own design, and it's um, a wireless control- controller. Oh, all right. But you can use your original control. It has uh, input ports uh, on the sides. Oh, nice. I suppose if they let you play with their own control, uh, they you, you, then you need to map it, right, to get it to work properly. Maybe you don't know this. Because it's not released yet. <laughs> no, hmm. no, I don't. I don't know exactly how it's worked, but I think it's very friendly, user friendly. Hmm. How much will it cost? Is it going to be expensive? Mm. They had a price last year at Captain Crook. Not as right. It was around uh, thousand crowns. Mm-hmm. That's not so bad. No, it's not bad because uh, a, a true gamer will, would like to have the original consoles, but this is awesome. Just one. Yeah, it's very nice to be able to play your, your old games and not be scared that your old machine will 
break. No. <laughs> Mine has, so. Okay. Yeah, and as old games becomes more and more... I mean, retro is popular today, and the old machines are getting more and more expensive. Yeah. So yeah. even if your old machine breaks, you can't find an old machine that's cheap anymore. Unless you go to Japan, of course. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but then you have to remember to pay the airline. <clears throat> <laughs> All right, cool. Will you buy one? Yeah, I will definitely, definitely buy one. All right. You have been waiting for it for a long time. Yeah, <laughs> it's a quite nice thing. I will invite myself to you one evening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you're, you're welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, Robin and I, we've been having retro evenings when we play older games mm -hmm. from our youth. And that is really nice to, to set some time aside for those classics. And even yeah. for those older games that you never got to play, but you mm -hmm. wanted to play. Exactly. That's nice. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's absolutely a cool thing. We are so old now, so we are going to be. We are starting to be nostalgic, right? <laughs> yeah. I don't think that has anything to do with age, actually. But no, I'm just kidding. They had a problem uh, with the older consoles. All right. Hyperkin. Yeah. Not all the games were. You weren't able to play all the games on it because there were uh, com compatible uh, issues. But they fixed it now, so you can play. Every game out there. Yeah, I know some of the Super Nintendo games, like Star Fox, Star Wings, those kind of games that had special chips in the cassette, they are pretty hard to... Because I guess that it's just an emulator in this machine. Yeah, it is. And they are quite hard to emulate uh, properly. All right, thank you for your cool thing as well, and... I guess that's all of us. Splendid. Let's go over to the main topic. Henrik, do you want to start off asking questions? Yeah, I want to start off with one particular question. What is it and why do you have it? That's a good question. <laughs> Yeah, it is. It's a clock with um, special um, abilities. Okay. Only reason I I have it is because I got it with my phone, a Galaxy <laughs> Note 3. <laughs> so you didn't want it in the first place? <laughs> it's a cool thing, but it's too expensive to buy uh, uh, just as it is. Hmm. How much is it if you want to buy it outright? Well, uh, at least uh, two and a half thousand. Wow. <laughs> yeah. mm. Right. But you got wow. it for free. Yeah. That's great. Why is that? <laughs> I don't know. They had too many. Have they given up on the idea or? Now they had um, a drive just to sell phones, mm. I think. Okay. And what is the name of the product? What do you call this watch? This is a Samsung Galaxy Gear SM. V700. Alright. And yeah. what can it do? Well, it shows time. 
That's one thing. Ooh, ooh yeah, it's a clock. Really nice. <laughs> Evolutionizing. <laughs> yeah. If you connect it to your phone by uh, Bluetooth, you can uh, have the weather displayed for a whole week, I think so. All right. And it shows you, if you don't know where you are, it shows you like a location also. <laughs> I'm lost. I have to look at my watch. <laughs> Do you usually yeah. use that feature? <laughs> Could be handy, I guess. Yeah, yeah maybe. <laughs> Or maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> you, you you don't sound that exciting. I was exciting the first week. Now it's just uh, another thing. <laughs> For how long have you had it? Uh, maybe yeah, a month. Exactly a month. Mm -hmm. And toys that you tire of in less than a month? Nah, that's not a good <laughs> no. thing. I guess. Especially not that that. Expensive toys. All right. No. But without the Bluetooth connection to the phone, the only thing you can do is show time? No, you can uh, take pictures. It has a 1.3 megapixel camera installed. All right. But you can't go just around uh, spying on people because it makes uh, this camera sounds when you click. Oh. <laughs> <Wonderful>. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And that was the first thing you tried? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I tried. And he got caught. <laughs> yeah, he got yeah. <laughs> big time. I failed big time. <laughs> yeah. That's why you didn't like the clock, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> yeah. So it, it's a Samsung uh, clock. So is it only available to... Can, can you only connect it with Samsung phones or can you connect it with other uh, Android phones? Do you know that? No, I haven't tested yet mm -hmm. because um, I don't know any other people who have a, another Android phone than Samsung. Okay, and and that's quite remarkable in itself, actually. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. No, but it it has some good features. If you're driving, the, you can uh, actually call from your phone. All right. It has a a built-in speaker and a microphone. So you can talk to your phone and it's a headset Okay. for safe driving. And you can uh, read the text messages you get. Yeah, you can even uh, use uh, push to read Twitter and email also. All right. Yeah. And it has a step counter. Oh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, voice memo gallery. How good is the uh, voice commands? I mean, it, say say you're driving your car and you want to phone somebody. I guess you have to use some kind of keyword to start off with, so that it uh, it recognizes that you want to give it a command. Okay, Samsung. <laughs> no, I I haven't tested yet because um, I never call it call from the the clock. No, okay. <clears throat> because I, if if it's um, if you had to use your other hand to dial on the <laughs> on the watch, yeah. I think it's a bit <laughs> not that much more safe in uh, traffic wise. No. Uh, <laughs> no, no, it, it is not because it has a tiny keyboard. You can uh, you can type in your the phone number. <laughs> ah, okay. But it also have um, the contact list that works very fine. All right, actually. 
And we promised that we weren't going to spend a lot of time talking about specifically phones anymore in, in the All Night Radio for a while. But this least. is not the phone, this is a watch. This is the watch we're talking about, exactly. But I just have to ask, what f- what phone do you have? What brand of Samsung do you use? And Note 3. And that's a huge phone, right? <laughs> You get used to it. It's a tablet. <laughs> Isn't that more like a small tablet? Yeah. <laughs> or a small TV. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you get used to it. <laughs> yeah, you get used to it. You need, like you, a... you need to have big pockets. Yeah. Yeah. But in that case, I guess it's actually useful to have a smaller display so you don't have to take up your phone all the time. Yeah. That's uh, one of the benefits. You can actually uh, decline calls when you drive. You right. just uh, slide the uh, like uh, you do on the phone also. Mm-hmm. But it does vibrate when uh, when someone calls you, right? Yeah. Mm. You can. There's two um, two settings, two modes. You can use vibrate or uh, ringtones. So it can. Uh, <laughs> Be, it can ring both from your arms and from your pocket. Wonderful. It's an ordinary screen, right? It's not an e-ink screen or something like that. No, it's an ordinary. All right. And it, it's touch, as you said. Yeah. Right. How, how's the colors? Is it a good screen? Does it look good? Yeah, I must say it's very. It's a really good screen for for a watch. How does it? I'm just curious how it works in broad daylight because yeah, this that must be an issue. Does the sun reflect in the screen? No, in the glass. No, no, it doesn't. Not so bad. Okay. No, it's um, you see it very well. Okay. Even better than a regular watch. Ah, Okay. So it's some sort of matte screen. It's not a glossy one. Yeah, it's a matte matte screen. Yeah. It looks like it's a super AMOLED screen, so... Okay. Decent quality, so... But with a good screen like that, uh, how long does the battery hold? Yeah, that's a question, yeah. Not too long. Ten minutes? (laughs) No. (laughs) According to Samsung, it should uh, hold at least 24 hours. Um, But I can use it for one and a half day, 36 hours or more. Oh, all right. Yeah. It's not ordinary that they say one number and it exceeds that number. That's very unusual. <laughs> so I was no. a bit surprised when it said that. <laughs> yeah. Mm. But that's quite a ride, isn't it? So, so you, you can more or less charge it every night and that's that's not a problem. No. Do you wear it daily? No, not in the work because I'm afraid I will scratch it or... Oh, yeah. Break it something. Yeah. Are there any specifications on how rough built this um, watch is? I mean, can it handle to be underwater? Can it handle some scratches? And because that's the normal usage that a normal watch is exposed to. No, you can't use it underwater. Okay. But it's um, it's metal. I'm. I believe it's uh, quite. uh, it's quite sturdy then. Yeah. Okay. 
how is yeah. the this is this is something I am a bit interested in. It's how it's charged. What kind of charging device? Is it a mini USB cable or is it a proprietary kind of charging mechanism? Well, um, it actually uses both because it's have a docking uh, station, mm-hmm. and in that dock you have the micro USB. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So you can use it on your... It's the same use on the phone also. How is the... If we disregard the technology of the watch, is it's not called a bracelet. What's it called? Is it leather? No, it's not leather. It's like... Is it some plastic? Yeah, plastic and rubber. All right. Because... Uh, yeah, what do you call it? Band? No? Yeah, I think you just say band. Yeah, the camera is built in the band, so oh. it's uh, sturdy down to... Ah, okay. Yeah, all the way on the other side. But does it feel good on your wrist? Is it... Uh... Yeah. yeah, it I... feels really nice. Okay, fair enough. If you connect it to your phone and you take pictures, it instantly send the picture to the phone also. So you don't have to do it uh, by yourself manually. It's automatic. Okay. It's all on auto. <laughs> How big is the um, the hard drive in the phone? So let's say if you don't have it connected to your phone at the moment. Well, you s- <laughs> there's a bit a lot of hard questions. <laughs> <laughs> And, you know, it's always better to have the watch connected to the phone so that when you spy on people, it gets <laughs> uploaded to Google immediately. It yep. saves all these troublesome middle hands. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, one thing I really hate by uh, with the Android and Google system. I don't want to share everything in my life with uh, Google. As soon as you take a picture, it gets posted on Google+. Yeah. It's like you don't have have anything to say about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> of course you don't. <laughs> That's the thing with the big three <laughs> makers of phones or operating systems, I mean. I checked the uh, Samsung UK's uh, web product website for the smart uh, Galaxy Gear and it says it has a 4 gigabyte gigabyte uh, internal memory. That's quite a lot. Yeah. Half a gig uh, RAM. That's decent, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, then I understand the price better. Yeah. Mm. So it must respond very well with that kind of interior CPU and uh, RAM and so on. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, really fast responding. But let's see here. Yeah, okay. So it's an AMOLED screen, and it OLED screens. You don't have any backlight, I suppose. Well, not backlight that lights the whole screen, right? No. It's so all... it's just the pixels that are on that's lidden, and the rest of the surface is dark. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that improves the contrast a lot, at least. Yes, it does. I'm reading an article on CNET about some critique that the Galaxy Gear has received, and they mentioned three things. And that is that the band isn't replaceable. As you mentioned, that's because the camera is built into the band. 
and people want to talk to it more. They really don't want to interact with it with such, but they want to want to communicate through voice. And the third thing that they are giving critique to is that you don't get to do enough with it. That you get alerted that you received an email, for example, but you can't really read the email itself on the watch. Well, yeah, but um, but then again, why would you read an email on the watch? Yeah, when you have a TV in your inner pocket. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, well, isn't that just that the thing that you you get the notifications on the watch and that's good enough? Mm. You want to see if you have a new text message or something, but you don't want to read it. So I think that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, it might. Because then suddenly the, the Galaxy Gear becomes the smartphone, and then you will see the screen on it get bigger and bigger for every year, and soon enough you have a four and a half inch screen on your arm, <laughs> and then you have your smartphone on your arm, and then you don't need to have it in a pocket. And oh, well. uh, I just got an instant message from one of our listeners. Okay. And he sent us an article. I can share it with you. And what it basically says is that the well this is about the Sony smartwatch and they also mentioned the Samsung Galaxy Gear and they say that the Samsung Galaxy Gear is a very narrow list that it has support for and currently it has support for Galaxy Note 3, Note 2, Galaxy Mega, Galaxy S4 and S3 but someone uh, and what they're talking about in this article uh, has managed to get the Galaxy Gear to work together with a Nexus 5 device. Oh. Hmm. So I guess he has taken some of the APK files and manually installed them or something like that. Interesting. <laughs> and he got contacts, uh, voice call history, gallery camera, uh, call and receive phone calls, audio recordings, all that seems to work for him. Yeah, well, it shouldn't be hard, actually, to use it with any Android device. It's just that they have chosen not to enable that feature. Yeah, must be something like that. All right. Jan-Erik, would you recommend anyone to get this product? Yeah, it's not a bad product. I mean, I it's, don't... It's see just it. useless. <laughs> no, 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 I don't say it's useless. I say it's... Uh, it's maybe not for everybody. All right. For me, I don't have... It's not a thing for you. No, exactly. It's not a thing for me. What do you think about the price range? If one should buy this product, what is it worth? Well... If you get it for free, that's all right, <laughs> yeah. I guess. But <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, if you're interested in this kind of thing, what price range are we talking about? I think about eighteen hundred to two thousand because because it's it's a, a revolutionizing technology. For I I think yeah. so mm -hmm. because they are first to do like this. Hmm. Yes, they they know how to take the price. Yeah, yeah. All right. And let's not forget, uh, people spend uh, thousands of Swedish crowns on regular watches that just displays the time and the date. That is true. So. Yeah. If they can build a sturdy smartwatch that works like an ordinary watch and can handle 
everything in the everyday everyday life plus yeah, true. sync with your smartphone. I I can't see why it shouldn't cost that much. True. Yeah. The only thing I have have a problem with it, they are usually ugly in comparison to <laughs> ordinary watches. <laughs> <laughs> and that is why people pay a lot of money for ordinary watches that they True. are designed very well yeah, exactly. oftentimes it's an accessory accessory not not a exactly it's jewelry for yeah. people it it's it's meant yeah. to show both your status and that you're have that you have a fashion sense yeah. but you can't really say that about these early uh, products not yet no but it's not that ugly really it's a large watch just Plain and simple. It's a bit bulky, right? Yeah. It's quite dense. Yeah, I think so. F- from the screen down to your arm, how thick is it? Quite thick, I think. Half a centimeter? Almost, uh, no, almost one centimeter. Oh, all right. Is it heavy? No. No, it's like a regular watch. All right. And they can be quite heavy, so... <laughs> yeah. Would you recommend it to anyone? As you said, this may be a niche product. It's not for everyone. But would you recommend it for someone who might find it interesting? And uh... Yeah, absolutely. If anyone is think this is uh, something for them, they should buy it. Because it is, it is quite cool in a way. Right. So a thumbs up for the Galaxy Gear from Samsung. But only if you actually really think you need it. So while we're on the subject, we thought that it would be a good idea to talk a little bit about this trend of wearable technology. Everyone is talking about it right now. And, well, we don't want to be any less than everybody else, so (laughs) we'll do a segment about it as well. Wearable technology has been a thing for a long time, but it's really blooming right now. It's a hip, trendy word at the moment. And it's not just the Galaxy Gear from Samsung, which was admittedly one of the first to the market being a really complete product. But there's been rumors of products from Apple and a lot of other manufacturers as well. And it's not just watches, it's Google Glass, it's small displays for your eyes, uh, head-up displays and such, as well as all these training accessories. You have the Fitbit and stuff like that, which is like a band around your arm, which counts your steps and your pulse and how much you run and when you're training and stuff like that. And people upload this to the internet and show it to each and everyone. So this is something that is really happening now. Technology has become so small that we can integrate it in our clothes and on our person in a way that we couldn't before. So I'm just throwing the question out there to this wonderful panel. What do you think about this trend? Is it is, is it working? What kind of wearable tech are you John Eric, you're wearing a watch, but uh, Robin and Henrik, what are you wearing? I'm wearing headphones. Yeah, but you got a Bluetooth headset, which should actually be counted. Yeah, true. I think. And Robin, what about you? 
I don't wear that much, really. I have my stereo in-ear headphones. Uh, And that's what I have for the moment. I had a Bluetooth headset before, and it broke. But I need to say that it's a bit... It's cool. I I, I like it. I like this... um, trend. I'm not sure it will hit the market as well as many people think. But for me, I, I think it's a good thing. I um, I like to walk. I walk to work every day and I play floorball and that kind of stuff. So if I can record and see what I do, maybe that's a feature I would appreciate. The only thing that has really impressed me over the last years in wearable computing-wise is the Google Glass concept and, Mm. well, the product that they developed. And you have had similar things before. Not not everything the Google Glass has, but but stuff, uh, bits from it. Uh, You have the, what is it called? The, uh, I can't remember the product name, the camera, uh, uh, helmet camera. Yeah, that you yeah. Ma- mainly use for skiing and snowboarding. What is it? GoPro. Right, GoPro. Uh, and that's a few years old. I mean, early mm. 2000, uh, I saw people with video cameras strapped on their helmets uh, on the ski slopes. Not that great, of course, because but still, it's been the thing with wearable cameras has been on for quite long. Mm-hmm. So I think what we're seeing in the smartwatch area is the early steps as well. I mean, it could be a thing. But you have the Pebble. That's been around for quite some time, a few years at least. And that yeah, was true. also true. a smartwatch, but it had an e-ink screen, so it, yeah. it, it didn't consume so much power. Mm. And it worked the same way as the Galaxy Gear. It was connected through Bluetooth to your phone, and it could show you messages and updates and, and such. But I, I don't know. It it hasn't really become a real thing here in Sweden, at least. No. And not anywhere else. I <laughs> haven't heard that much Neither. about Pebble since they set their no. Kickstarter funding high score. But they've released a couple of updates, a few new versions, and the new versions are really good, as I've heard, but it okay. hasn't become mainstream. And I guess a lot of that is because of what you mentioned before, Robin, that the design isn't really up to snuff with the ordinary no. watches and such. They True. are still a bit, well, a bit ugly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's a really good article over at Wired titled Why Wearable Tech is Unwearable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and what uh, she, Belinda Palmer, talks about here is basically that the design and the concepts of these wearable watches and similar things she, she saw at CES this year uh, really isn't wearable. They both look ugly and they don't perform that way you want, to, uh, want them to do. As she say, I half expected that Neptune Pine was some kind of hoax. It looked like a lunchbox strapped to the skinny wrist of the booth, babe. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. <laughs> Why can't they do this kind of watch that looks good? It's not that hard, right? Now and Everyone is waiting for Apple to do just that, because that's yeah. what they're good at, design. 
And everyone says, they're whispering in the corridors saying that Apple will deliver us. They will give us this fantastic thing that will look good and actually work. It will be easy to use and it will fulfill all our dreams. But Apple just doesn't seem to be really interested in this market. At least not yet. No. No, and I, kind of a wise choice based from their perspective because they rarely spit out products just to test an early concept to the market. No, exactly. Mm-hmm. My, me personally, I'm not that interested in watches. For me, it's this these kind of wristbands that they oh, are... Come on, Robin. Dick Tracy to be able to look <laughs> at your watch and make a phone call. Isn't that cool? Not really. I have my... No, right. If you have a Bluetooth headset, you can just tell your phone to do it. Why do you need to look in your arm? Mm. That's my point of view. But Yeah, yeah. true. Actually, um, iPhone or Apple made an, uh, the iPod Nano very, the very nice very nice design just for clock right and music yeah true and you have uh, when you talk about the iPod Nano I remember that now uh, you have for people who um, people who exercise jog and and uh, run and stuff you have these sort of arm bands that goes mm-hmm. on your upper arm uh, where you can slide your uh, smartphone into yeah right yeah so you can have it uh, for, I think, both uh, kind of step counter and I think it can measure temperature of your skin and s- stuff like that. Plus, it's uh, a convenient place to, for you to place a smartphone if you want to have headphones. So mm-hmm. that's kind of wearable computer-ish. Yeah, true. Yeah. But And if you look at stuff like, I, I mean, we're talking about trends and such uh, and looking nice. I mean, the Google Glass is not a finished product, but, well, you have to be a special kind of geek to (laughs) wear that in public. I mean, even the Google employees are known to have been a bit too embarrassed to go out in public with Google Glass on. (laughs) But still, that's a concept. It's not a finished product. So we might see some revolutions there as it matures. But that is some sort of holy grail isn't it the thing with wearable computing wearing technology on our bodies is for the interaction right we want to be able to get information faster easier and we want them to measure our our body's responses like uh, google were talking about a a contact lens which measured your sugar, the sugar level in your body for people with diabetes, right? Yes. And such stuff is cool, and that's great for people who have diseases or something that makes the constant monitoring mm-hmm. a, a, an important thing. And mm. also, we have the embedded technology with pacemakers and such, and that's old technology. Mm. But that's also technology in our body. I'm waiting for the chip that makes you don't need any phones or any camera or any clock. Every, everything just works from your body. So, so you want a <laughs> chip implanted in your brain? with a di- Maybe not in my brain. Direct neural interface. And a barcode on your neck. Haven't you seen Dark Alien? <laughs> don't you see what happens when people start with stuff like that? It can be interesting. It can. <laughs> 
<laughs> but until then, I I am I'm happy with my with wristband. I have to say. <laughs> What kind of wrist do you have? Some... No, I will. I I want to buy one. I'm not completely sure. I want to buy the first generation of of them. No, right. Because they don't have exactly what I want. There are uh, there are there is, there is one wrist wristband with. Uh, pulse that you can measure your pulse. The problem with this is you need to hold your finger at it for it to oh, right. to be able to measure your pulse. And when I'm running or anything, I don't want to hold my finger <laughs> on, on it when I'm no. it's very uncomfortable. <laughs> so it's not really a. I would like to wait a little bit, but other other than that, it's a very good thing. I like the, for example, the the Sony Core thing that they will release soon. Core, it's it's a machine you can say that you put in your wristband or you can put it on your uh, foot if you want or at your hip or whatever depending on what you're doing and you have they will measure if you're running or you're walking or you are sitting down and you can see what you are doing during the whole day when you're done and they will measure everything and you can set up goals for this uh, core for example to 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 do what 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 your goal is for this day or this week and in in time if if you if you stray from this if you are lazy they it it will tell you that hey come on do something you are lazy now and i think that can be a good push for me anyway so that's that's a big difference between this and regular pulse watches i think because they are not that on you hmm. but you i still don't have the pulse thing and that's very important for me to to be able to exercise in the right mode in the right way hmm. okay yeah fair enough so i will see maybe i don't buy the first generation but i will have i will have my my senses open Oh, that's very open-minded of you. And, and it's interesting that the first thing you think about is running or mm -hmm. exercising. And the first thing I think about is what kind of information it can give me, like a second screen when you're watching a, a movie or, or something like that. With, I mean, you probably all do this, that when you're watching a movie or a series or something, oh, who is that actor? Yeah. Then you get your computer or another screen up, you search for it on IMDb, Internet Movie Database, just to check where that actor has been before. Or, well, none of us really tweets what we, we're watching, but a no. lot of people do that. So the second screen experience is quite powerful, and it's something that's growing in use. And just keeping track of what shows I've seen, which episode am I going to watch right now, that kind of information would be good to have, but that doesn't really require something that's on my body. No, I don't think so. Because you have you have already solved that problem with the uh, tablet computing become more and more uh, mm. prominent, and uh, for that matter, smartphones, which is more of a step in the direction of uh, the computer experience we've had for one or two or three decades. So I mean. If I'm watching a movie and I want to check IMDb or an actor or something like that, I pull up my smartphone. And that's not much harder mm. than yeah. pull up my sleeve and check my smartwatch. So no. I don't think you solve those problems with wearable computing. It no. has to do something with your body and the way you interact 
daily. Because for me, the thing with the wearable computing that makes these things easier is if it makes it com- more convenient for you in, in your everyday life. And the, if it's not hard to use the interface. Yeah. Because, I mean, if the service or the way you interact with the device is kind of tricky or makes you think too much about it, it doesn't really belong in wearable computing. That's why they're developing a, a lot of voice commands in regards with smartwatches and uh, Google Glass and stuff like that. You can't give it input with keyboards. Mm-hmm. No, that's true. Did you hear about the smart bra? <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> Do I want to? <laughs> it was, uh, I believe it was Microsoft or, or one of the other large computer companies that were trying to target people who perhaps eat when they are stressed or feeling sad. So they created a bra with EKG sensors in them. I guess it's because it's close to the heart, so it's easy mm-hmm. to measure. Okay. And if someone were, if the woman in, in question were sad or upset and she was going to the kitchen it well it sent some signal of, of some sort so she got the time to react and think about what she was doing so perhaps she, she would stop eating when she was feeling down but i don't think they really that didn't really make it to the market it had a large battery pack and such did she get any any kind of electrical shocks no, if she I, did something I don't that think she it was that way it worked oh, no too bad you ate like, one crisp too much. <laughs> Here, have electrocution. <laughs> yeah, that's what I yeah, wanted. Uh, not, not, not really. No, <laughs> but that's interesting. You can actually power the some of these devices if they are small and light enough by just your body, the conductivity in your body, and ah, okay. whatever technology they use. That's interesting. Yes, and that's more in the step of wearable computing. True. Because, I mean, transforming the regular stuff we do on computers and phones to have it on our bodies, that's not really wearable computing. Mm. That's checking Twitter on your wrist. And, I mean, that's not Mm. much of a step for humanity in the right direction. (laughs) 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 Come on, you have to do better than that, at least. Soon you can watch, you, you can look at Twitter from your Google Glass instead. So you always have it in front of you all the time, yeah, I mean, all day and if long. Google comes up with contact lenses <laughs> that have some kind of uh, heads-up display. Yeah. So you have a heads-up yeah. display on your eyes and you can watch Netflix without having a screen. <laughs> That's cool. <It's> like, oh. <laughs> so you don't have to even... Yeah, well, you still have to pretend that you're listening to your teacher or whatever. But in reality, you're watching a 42-inch or whatever, 67-inch yeah. screen, virtual screen on your retina yeah. in your contact lenses. Yeah, that sounds like a marvelous future. That sounds like a nightmare. <laughs> well, what's, what's the difference when, to- when listening to other people? I know that many men usually say yes, yes to their wives <laughs> just when they talk anyway. So it's not a big difference, right? Yeah. You might be right. Yeah. <laughs> yes, dear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, dear. And that's not something that we want to encourage. No, no. Listen to your wives. This is not a good thing. We we don't want more of that in humanity. <laughs> we don't condone this sort of action at all. Uh, well, but they still have a few kinks to work out. I, I mean, there has been reports of the Fitbit, for example. That's one of these armbands that tracks your pulse and such. Mm-hmm. 
that it gives rashes and some people they are allergic to whatever. So it's not just that they are ugly, they are hazardous for your health as well. It's wonderful. But that must be kind of basic problems. Yeah. That's what a regular jewelry struggles with as well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Plastics and nickel and stuff like that. But I have to disagree with you, Kenneth. The wristbands right. aren't that ugly. It's the watches. They are ugly. True. That might be true. In my view. Because they are the, these are much sleeker, much uh, nicer to have on your wrists, in my opinion. Uh, one of the links we have in today's show is on the Next Web, an article talking about an iWatch design concept. And that, that looks really nice if you have a look at it. You can find it in the show notes. Mm-hmm. John Erik, what do you say? What kind of wearable device would you like to have? Is there something that you would actually use? Is it a heads-up display or is it for working out? Or what kind of wearable technology would you actually use? Well, if the technology would uh, exist, I would like to have an Iron Man suit. <laughs> Ooh, that's cool. <laughs> you went there. Nice. <laughs> well, why not? Yeah. We are not there yet, but... One can always dream. Full body pebble watch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but I, I thought about a lot about a um, motorcycle helmet with a built-in G- GPS system. Mm. Ah, that's smart. Heads-up display. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And also a an, uh, voice-controlled uh, phone in it. Yeah, that's a good use for it. That that's something that people would actually benefit from. Yeah. I just came to think of one thing when you mentioned the motorcycle hammer with heads-up display. Oakley, which is a manufacturer of sports stuff in general, but among other things, ski goggles, and I guess for motorcycle sports as well, they have a model which they developed in cooperation with what are they called recon instruments and it's basically a a ski goggle with heads-up display on the inside yeah i have heard of that okay and that's available for purchase right now right? yes it's been available for at least one one or two years i think you, you can well, see the speed and the how high yes, you, you can are see up. your speed as it tracks yeah. by via gps and you can see the mm-hmm. weather as well and stuff mm-hmm. like that altitude so it's not connected to your smartphone not connected to your smartphone i think it's separate but okay uh, it has some sort of i at least gps chip uh, maybe bluetooth and it's also a camera right or something so you can record what you're doing yeah i think it has a camera as well mm. s- some sort of camera and that is another aspect of it is it really safe to have all these signals on and, in some cases, in our bodies. I mean, all of these things, they are communicating with each other, and we've had a lot of talk about how safe it is with having a smartphone to our ear and that we are cooking our brains, Mm -hmm. and now we want to implant them or wear them on our eyes and in our ears, and is it really a good idea? We haven't died yet. True. So let's just get on with it. Yeah, yeah, get on with it. No problem. Well, I mean, I I have my phone in my front right jeans pocket all the time, and uh, and and you will never get children. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> no, I don't know. 
<laughs> but I, I, I haven't amputated the, the leg yet for cancer or anything, so... Well, I'm not sure. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it's not good but for you. In these cases, they're often talking about long-term effects, and that's yeah. hard to say because yeah. we haven't been wearing our technology so close mm -hmm. to our skin for that long. And another interesting aspect of this as well, uh, which I wanted to bring up, is the uh, in regards to our data and privacy mm -hmm. and the stuff that has developed over the last year in the news. Thank you, Henrik. In regards to uh, <laughs> spying agencies and uh, marketing agencies and, and stuff like that. Absolutely. Where do our data go? And now it's even more personal. It's our data. It's about our body and stuff like that. Yeah. And the stuff is proprietary and things like that. Uh, as you know, Kenneth, when we went to FSCons last year. Exactly. What's your name? Karen Sandler. That's right. And she has some kind of, what is it, defibrillator? Yeah, it, it's a defibrillator because her she has a large heart. It's larger than normal. So she might suffer from something that is actually called sudden death. She might, her heart might just stop any time. So they have operated and put a defibrillator just at her heart. So if it stops beating, she will get a small electric shock and hopefully the heart will start working again. And the thing with her telling that to the audience uh, was just to give a perfect example in regards to open source code. The source code for this defibrillator that was surgically pasted into her heart, the, the source code for it was proprietary. So she couldn't read the source code. And she was a programmer, so of course she wanted to have a look at it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, And that's interesting when you talk about wearable tech in general. It's proprietary software often, and it's made by companies, and these things don't always interact with each other because they have different operating systems and stuff like that. So, so it's in your body, or it's on your body, and you have no idea how it works. No. And that's one thing that I am a little bit concerned about in the future. It's not here right now, but it's all from smart refrigerators to thing you have in your body <laughs> uh, when 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 they you buy a thing and you put it in you or whatever and then all of a sudden after a year or two they stop making updates to it which make it a security risk so people can hack you you more or less <laughs> so mm. yeah um, yeah i think think some um, security software um, company assembled some sort of data over spam sent during the last year or, or just a month or something like that. I just read a quick note, news about this, this and they tracked where spam has been sent from. Computers can be affected and included in these things called botnets. So they, they forward spam to other computers and so on. And when they in the statistics they found that not only computers were, in, were included and smartphones and laptops and some smartwatches as well I think but at least one refrigerator was involved in this botnet as yeah, well. exactly. <laughs> Very evil one. Yes. <laughs> so that's another aspect of wearable computing. Yeah. It ordered too much milk from the store. Yes. <laughs> when your ski goggles get infected by a botnet and start sending spam, yeah. <laughs> and you can't get your GPS coordinates and you don't see where you are. Or you get so much milk to your door and you say, please stop ordering. I don't want any more. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, man. 
Yeah, this crazy future. Yeah. Where... And I mean, security breaks all the time on our computers, and we get used to it. Yeah. Yeah, true. But it is different when we have to start worrying about people hacking us instead of just the technology around us. And or if that technology creeps just a little bit closer under our skin. Uh, exactly, it gets under our skin. I found another interesting article on Lifehacker. They mentioned a product called Squareware. Do you know about the Arduino? Yes. It's a small circuit board which is self-contained. It's sort of like a Raspberry Pi. But the Squareware is a version of the Arduino which is smaller and it has larger connectors. So you can easily sew it into clothes, clothing, so that you can program your clothes. For example, you can use thread that lights up if it's if it receives a small current oh. uh, which the squareware can produce. That's also some form of wearable technology. You can actually create it yourself. That reminds me of something. Okay. I actually own something in the wearable tech compartment. Yes, you do. And I've had it for at least Five or six or seven years. True. What? I just let me just see if I can find it. Be right back. <laughs> Here it is. Yeah, that's one. And that is what? A t-shirt? This is a tequalizer. <laughs> <laughs> so what it makes but what it basically is, is it's an ordinary t-shirt with this um, plastic thing on. And this um, uh, measures audio volume. So it reacts to the audio, or uh, not not the plastic itself, but down here. On the back of the t-shirt. You have uh, a pocket on the inside of the t-shirt, where you have this little box. Oh, and that's a battery or... Yeah, so the cables are sewn into the uh, the edge of the t-shirt, up to the, uh, the equalizer on the front of the t-shirt. And this is just basically the battery, and on and mm -hmm. off switch, and volume sensitivity and some kind of uh, receiver as well for the audio level. I don't have any batteries in it right now, but yeah, you get the basic uh, basic idea. So if you go to a, a music party, this is the gig. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can imagine. And that must be some kind of wearable computing. It is, I guess it is. It's a very crude one, but still. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I guess this is something that we will see more and more. People are moving their technology into their most personal sphere, and that's... And the governments love it. <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> Absolutely. But generally, it, is, it seems like you think it's a good idea. It's something that actually benefits us. Yeah, of course, in the long run. Maybe. Well, I mean, all the technology has... Uh, had its problems and issues. So, I mean, someone has to be the pioneer. Someone has to push the development. Yeah, and that's the geeks. Those who don't mind looking like a dork. <laughs> but I would give quite a lot to have a heads-up display and a DNI, a direct neural interface, so that I can connect my brain straight out into the internet. I mean, just imagine yeah. my brain connected to the internet. That's scary. All the yeah. things people would see. It's, it's wonderful. Isn't that a great thought? All information available 24-7. Just imagine. I've seen everything. I've seen it all. 
<laughs> and you will receive all the Trojan horses. And yes. <laughs> no worries, my brain can handle it. Once a week we have to come over to Ken's apartment and reboot him. <laughs> <laughs> or will we? <laughs> yes. <laughs> what does it entail to reboot a human brain? I, I'm not quite sure. Defibrillators to the side <laughs> of your temples. <laughs> uh, all right. I, I'm not That's okay. you, quite you, as eager anymore. You can be the guinea pig, Kenneth. That's okay. <laughs> yeah, well, all right. You're scaring me now. Uh. Splendid. I, I just saw a tweet from uh, a guy in England uh, called Stuart Langridge. And he says, If everyone designs smartwatches so that their screens go right up to the edge of the wristband, why can't someone make a phone like that? And he's got a point. Phones aren't usually designed so that you can go straight up to the edge. No. Mm. Interesting thought. Wasn't it Nokia, who a few years back, or just one or two years back, showed off a, a prototype with a, a bendable screen? There has been prototypes for bendable screens, yeah. yeah. But it's not just Nokia, right? No, not just, but that's what the one I remembered. Mm. But that must be uh, quite convenient in yeah. regards to uh, watches, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We will most definitely see some form of technical advancement when we get bendable and flexible screens. You're absolutely right about that. Mm -hmm. All right. So we are walking towards a great future where the technology will control us. And, and it's looking bright and scary. Yeah, I can't wait. Let's go there! <laughs> And that brings us to the end of this show. It's been a nice conversation, guys. It's really enlightening and interesting to see our bright and horrible future. <laughs> but now as we near the end, and it's time for us to leave the All Nighty Radio Space Station again, uh, we uh, perhaps should leave people with a few thoughts about how to contact us. Robin, how do people get in touch with you if they want to tell you how right you are yeah yeah or wrong maybe <laughs> I, th I think that is much more probable but so as the case may be <laughs> i am open for surprises so if you <laughs> think otherwise i am happy if you don't run into me on the street then you can uh, find me at twitter with the handle at robin harming my name splendid and henrik how do people find you they find me on Twitter most easily and use the handle Warpfuss, W-A-R-P-F-U-Z. All right, and John Eric, where do people get in touch with you if they want to reach you? Yeah, in, on Google+, Plus, my full name, John Eric Eriksson. Splendid, and we'll leave a link in the show notes for that as well. Wonderful, and we really like to thank you for being with us and helping us through this episode of the All In IT Radio. Thank you for letting me be with, with you. <laughs> That's our pleasure. Nice to have you here. And it's not like you had a choice, really. No. <laughs> All right. What kind of intro music did we have for this episode, uh, Henrik? 
Well, today's lovely intro music was Rain of Tears, a brilliant track, and it was by Oh My Sounds, <laughs> or Oh My Sounds, we're not quite sure. Can you please contact us and tell us? Perhaps? <laughs> nice? Yes? Uh, and it's licensed under a Creative Commons license, BY30, unported. Link in the show notes. <laughs> As usual. Thank you for that. Wonderful. If you want to send us an email, you can do that as well. Show at AIIT.se is not hard. Or reach us on Twitter, Identica, and such places at A-L-L-T-I-N-O-M-I-T. You can find us on Google+, and, well, all the usual places. Go to the show notes, and you will find the links there if you have a hard time finding us, which you shouldn't have. All right, we've been on this space station long enough. It's time to continue our journey onwards. And we'll leave John Eric here to tend to things <laughs> another couple of years. Yeah. But we we'll, might see you on the way back, hopefully. If we remember it. <laughs> if we remember to stop yeah. by your, <laughs> your room here. <clears throat> it's quite a large orbital habitat, actually, and it's, it's quite nice. Much better than the elevator. Yeah, my thoughts, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. You can breathe here. It was gruesome. <laughs> <laughs> it was. All right, guys, let's listen to the music once more, and let's head out on to our great goal. Yes. To infinity. And beyond. And below. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye.
Okay, let's scrap that. Start again. <laughs> All right, everyone. Does that sound good? Yeah. Yeah. Let's do All right. it. Let's go for it. I didn't pay attention to what you said, but okay, let's go. No, 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 no never mind. Never mind. Yeah, that's usual. Sure. <laughs> 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 yeah, shut up. <laughs> you dork. Take arguably the most high-profile piece of wearable tech launched last year, Google Glass. Google's head-mounted computer can make just about anybody look as if they've been assimilated by the Borg. Uh, I don't know if you see anything, but um, I can try to hold it in front of the camera. Yeah, please do. It looks like this. Do you see anything? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. As we said before, this is very good radio. Yeah. <laughs> and if I slide, uh, yeah. it's uh, very fast moving. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a really good. Oh, okay, it didn't slide anything. Okay, whatever. I hope you get a picture. <laughs> yeah. Variable. <laughs> and we want them to measure our body. Cubits. Cubits? Humids. Humid. Fluids. I thought you were going with that. No, thank you. <laughs> measure our, our body's responses. For me, it's not a. I don't know what I want to say. <laughs> it's not a thing for you. No, exactly. It's not a thing for me. Many men usually say yes, yes to their wives, yes, when they talk anyway. So it's not a big difference, right? Yeah. You might be right. Yeah. <laughs> yes, dear. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes, dear. And that's not something that we want to encourage. No, no. Listen to your this wives. This is not a good thing. We, we don't want more of that in humanity. Other husbands are available. No, sorry. Uh, no, that's not correct. Uh, you can call no. Hendrik at. We don't condone this sort of action at all. We will give you his email address in the end. No, no, stop that. Yeah, that's wonderful. <clears throat> right. Oh. Let's leave that there <laughs> what i just let me just see if i can find it be right back stand by for the usual messages Are you okay? Shall we sing a cappella, Kenneth? Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> We're done. Honey, I'm home. <laughs> Thank you. John Eric, any uh, comment on the whole conversation so far? No, uh, but I think it's interesting to learn so much about wearable computing. Mm -hmm. And you are yeah. one of the pioneers, one of the dorks with a watch. <laughs> yeah, I like to be. I like being a dork. <laughs> well, you have a, you, you're a dork with a watch. I'm a dork, so. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> that's the name of the episode, yeah. I think. <laughs> the dork with the watch. The dork with the watch. <laughs> Might just be. <laughs> All right. What kind of intro music did we have for this episode, uh, Henrik? Uh, to be honest with you, I'm not completely sure. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't sound good. Well, I, I, I see the the uh, metadata you have written, but I wanted to check the link and I can't find either the track or the artist. No, it's been removed. I know that. <laughs> I just wanted to know how I'm going to pronounce his name. Is it Oh My Sounds or Omis Sounds? I have no idea. Omis. It was written like that. Omis, so right? I, I guess Omi, yeah. Omis sounds. Uh, but it's much more fun with Oh My Sounds. <laughs> yeah, let's go with Oh My Sounds. <laughs> and so, as we... As you might still... I forgot to give the contact data for the show. Yes. <laughs> if you want to send us an email, you can do that as well. And that's, and that's a wrap. Splendid. All right, interesting conversation. I will have... <clears throat> a lot of work to do. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah the editing will be <laughs> gruesome, horrible, gruesome. <laughs> <laughs>